When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, so we've got a question for you uh, on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Uh, I'm Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on Vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you asking you, what is your favorite Steven Spielberg movie? 651-641-1071. Holly, why are we asking? Well, we're asking today, Colleen, well, because we want to take a little trip into the nostalgia zone. Oh, we do yeah, I almost forgot about for that. that. Yeah. good day to talk about Steven Spielberg movies and over the weekend a new trailer for the next Steven Spielberg release uh, made its way to our eyeballs his new movie The Fablemans which is a semi-autobiographical tale of a young boy who has dreams of being a filmmaker oh much like probably Steven Spielberg did as a young child exactly so this is loosely based on Steven Spielberg's childhood and this movie's coming out in November it's starring Paul Dano Michelle Williams uh, um, Judd Hirsch is in this movie Seth Rogen is also making it I know that's a good throwback it is a good throwback speaking of so this has Steven Spielberg written all over it literally nostalgia sentimentality it it is gonna deliver what you want from a good steven spielberg movie so that just got me wondering what's your favorite steven spielberg movie 651-641-1071 we have about five decades of content we do so i have to be perfectly honest with you i knew that if i just uh you know free wheel free i was gonna say both. <laughs> uh, if I just kind of, you know, went free thinking into yeah. this, that I was going to miss a bunch. So I had to go to the Google box. I hit up the Googs. Yeah. Um, Things that I don't even categorize in my brain space as Spielberg are Spielberg. Like what? So, for example, Back to the Future. Well, he just produced that. Okay. So when so we say directing oh okay we're going the directing route steven spielberg has executive produced a ton of projects now i'm going steven spielberg sitting his buns in the director chair gotcha out of those movies okay what's your favorite Okay, so now I have to go back. And so, I have oh, I'm to sorry. Think, we have no, no, to no. make you think. It's fine. I'm going to be okay. <gasps> okay. Thank you. Listen, I, I'm going to, it's going to just sound like the obvious one, but it's true. E.T. is like Ouch. really where I immediately go. I'll be right here. Mm, and it just, I can't, I still have not shown that to my children. 
My what? I know. What? I feel like I Why? don't know. I don't know if they can. Well, first of all, they don't understand. Okay, I don't want to get way too deep in this, but <laughs> they didn't receive ET in the way that we received ET as children. When we learned, when ET uh, contacted us first, like when he first arrived on the scene, we, you know, you, you. It was just like, okay, we've got an extraterrestrial. Okay, sure, he's a little bit funny looking, and I'm, but I'm probably going to cry. <laughs> right? But now my kids are dealing with, you know, the, the present day world uh-huh. where things are a little bit different. And E.T. has been here all along, but they didn't know what it was or what it was about. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to tell them, like, oh, it's so heartwarming. And all they see is this ugly, weird alien. And I'm like, but you have to look beyond the alien to get to. But they're just not. They don't have the marketing machine behind it that we had when it first arrived for us. I am the marketing machine for E.T. And I'm not doing a good job. They don't have the sentimentality attached. To not it. at all. They're just like, what the heck? Why is this alien in a wig? Right. Exactly. They don't care. So, like, I can't get them excited about it because they don't. And I'm being a bad marketer. But. Someday. That's, that's okay. I think that the movie E.T. is doing a swell job, even though your marketing that's, skills that is a fact. might be subpar. That so, is a fact. Yeah, 651-641-1071. Want to share your favorite Steven Spielberg movie? We'd love to hear from you. What is your favorite Jurassic Park? No. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not. Now, that being said, Jurassic Park was my favorite movie when I was nine years old. Uh-huh. Obsessed with it. Recently found a Dilophosaurus postcard that I had written from my sister oh my gosh. in my presidential archives that I'm going through right now. No, actually, my favorite Steven Spielberg movie, it's one of his first. It's Jaws. Uh, that yeah. movie. Now, Colleen, have you shown the children Jaws? Yes. And, you know, it's funny because... Again, you watch these movies and you have to explain to them the significance of them at the time because they're watching through a present day lens. Right. Right. And they see a mechanical shark and they know it's a mechanical shark. But the thing, it's scary because you don't see the exactly. mechanical shark. You Until just, you see the mechanical yeah. shark. Yeah, and then you see Bruce the shark a little bit. And yep. yeah, you know, he gets on the boat and he kind of, you know, jumps the shark a little bit. But that's okay. That movie is still terrifying. Roy Scheider. Absolutely. Yes, kiss. Yes, absolutely. And that's a, yeah, that's a good watch yeah. for sure. Yes. Um, We did get this email from Brian who said, my favorite Steel- Steven Spielberg movie movie is AI. I love the story of him finishing the movie for Stanley Kubrick and it has the darkness of Kubrick uh, mixed with the accessibility and sentimentality of Spielberg. I have to be honest, I've never seen that one. True to his words, you know, Brian assessed that that movie came out right after Stanley Kubrick died. Mm -hmm. Steven Spielberg took the mantle of that project. There's a disturbing aura about AI that yeah. it's worth investigating. It feels like it's an incomplete thought because it kind of is. Right. Because Steven Spielberg was like, okay, well, I guess I'll finish this movie. So it doesn't quite know where it wants to be, but it's a fascinating film exercise. Well, so yeah. if you're a, a film buff, go and watch it. And certainly historic in yeah. the sense that, you know, it was uh, Steven Spielberg taking over from Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, and there's so many Steven Spielberg movies. Mm-hmm. It's a, even a recent one I feel like that needs a little bit more love than it received at the time. Ready Player One. Okay, so I also have not seen that one. Okay, well, let's just add it to the yeah, list. Yeah, but everybody <laughs> loves it. I will say, yeah. and I, you know, it's uh, in terms of like, 
loving a movie so much that I like to watch it over and over again. This is not that movie, but having a an amazing appreciation for how meaningful and painful it was to watch Schindler's List. Is, Only watched it once. It you I I honestly don't know how you can watch it more mm-hmm. than once. Yeah. It is so uh it is a journey. Yeah. Um but I to me it's one of the more stunning pieces of storytelling. Um, in such a awful, painful way. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, Steven Spielberg still at it. Yeah, releasing new movies. Going to be out in November. So go check out the Fablemans. And is I that going to be in theaters? Yes, it's okay. going to be in theaters. I feel like oh, you're yeah. probably going to cry. Okay. Feel like you're. It's just. It's going to be one of those tear jerkers. All right. Get the so, hankies ready. And ready. Spielberg. I cannot believe I just asked if it was going to be in theaters, because isn't Spielberg one of the big proponents of keeping movies in theaters? Yes. Yeah. So shame on me. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, Holly's going to bring us all of the little goodies that dropped at the D23 uh, convention. What do we call it? A convention? D23 Fan Expo. The Expo. Mm-hmm. Uh, this past uh, weekend. So uh, stay tuned for Holly to give us the upshot on that after this on My Talk 1071. Well, Disney fans like myself are probably very excited at all of the little things that dropped over the weekend. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer's on vacation. You should definitely follow his Instagram, OMG. Oh. I know. Uh, but Holly Roberts and I are here with you doing the hard work, bringing you all that you need to know oh. from Disney. From Disney, from our wonderful BFFs, the Walt Disney Company. So, Colleen, over the weekend, the D23 Expo happened in Anaheim, California. That is the Disney Fan Convention. Mm D23 is the name of their official fan club. And the Expo is where they bring together Hollywood's best and brightest and the fans who love them. And they unveil all that's going to be happening in the world of Disney for the upcoming year. So what did we learn? Well, I want to get your read, Colleen. As a fan of Disney, as a person who has actually traveled across this country of ours to go to a mm-hmm. Disney park or two. Yeah, on both sides. Oh, pff. you do it from both sides. I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to. Get- I like world better, but I've been to land. It's lovely. Okay. I am the opposite. I love land better mm-hmm. than world. Anyways. You always love your first. Oh, yeah. Here's some new projects coming from Disney. And Colleen, okay. I want to get your read on some of the trailers that dropped over the weekend from D23. One is the sequel to Enchanted called Disenchanted. We're catching up with Amy Adams as a princess who has decided to stay with her Prince Charming, played by Patrick Dempsey in the real world. Listen, did you like this movie? I never saw that one, but I, which is, I know, shocking. I, I don't. But Patrick Dempsey, I'm in. Yes. Yes to it. Thank you. Because because Grey's Anatomy. Yes. <laughs> but also Can't Buy Me Love. Also just McDreamy. Oh, oh, oh well. He's good looking. Patrick Dempsey, who, by the way, has gone bleach blonde he, for his role in the movie Ferrari. It was a little bit of a stunner. He was at the D23 Expo rolling out this trailer for Disenchanted. So this movie, Disenchanted, takes place 15 years after Giselle and Robert's Happily Ever After in the first movie. And they moved to the suburbs 
and hilarity as, as and, one does and magic ensues okay. so is this something now this is all this is going to be on disney plus colleen so you don't even have to leave the comfort of your Good. own home I'm to in. watch it are you going to tap in i might i actually was just thinking like this is a major pop culture disney blind spot that i've never even seen enchanted it's super cute that's what i hear it's cute. That's well, I'm then, in. All right. Well, Colleen is in, and you can be in on Disenchanted uh, when the movie drops later this fall on Disney Plus. Now, something we're going to have to wait until next year to see in a major motion picture theater house near you is the live action remake of Disney's classic animated feature, The Little Mermaid. Okay, so I did watch the uh, teaser trailer of this, and I also did roll my eyes. <sighs> At all of the people who thought Halle Berry was starring in it. No, it is Halle, 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 Bailey, Halle Bailey, the singer. Yes. One half of Chloe and Bailey. Yeah. She or no, Halle. Sorry. Now I'm getting all confused. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Internet. Yes, she is starring as Ariel in The Little Mermaid. So the new te- this is our first look at this yeah. movie. We're just getting a small glimpse of Ariel singing part of your world. My only concern is that it is weird watching a person acting like they're pretending to be underwater. Yeah. And I get very concerned that they're ingesting the water, water. the water, the water. <laughs> that's but it. then you have to remember she's a mermaid. I know, but that's the whole thing with mermaids anyways. When you're watching them, it's like, but you're in water. What, doesn't it just sound? <laughs> you have to suspend some disbelief. What? I know. Sorry. Sorry. Well, that movie comes out in 2023. Colleen, are you here? For yes. The new little. Mermaid? I I have to say I've been I've been pleased with many of the live actions that I've seen. I think it's an interesting thing that they're doing, um, because it's beloved content that they're sort of blowing air into and creating new life with exactly under the water yeah and the perspective on these live action remakes love them or hate them it's that the little mermaid came out in 1989 yeah Yeah. you can't just re-release the dang thing you got to do something new to it that was a long time ago that was over 30 years ago so maybe the little mermaid this new version will be an entry point into some of the more classic Mm -hmm. disney stuff for younger people. I like that. Yeah. Um, other things that are happening, Colleen. I'm getting Colleen's read at some of the things that have been announced at the D23 Expo over the weekend. Inside Out 2. Yes. Are your emotions prepared? Electric Boogaloo. For another A one. thousand percent. All Inside right. Out, in my humble opinion, is one of the best things they've done in recent years. Um, because there's a practical application to it of having a broader and deeper understanding of feelings and in a pretty em- emotionally uh, inarticulate world. I think the more we can get in tune and understanding emotions, even in a cartoon uh telling of a story yes yes more please thank you yes okay well you're gonna get more inside out when its sequel debuts in the summer of 2024 so we have some time amy poehler is going to be back yes voicing the lead character yes so that was one of the big announcements at the d23 expo love it something happening next year colleen i know you i don't we had a little conversation Mm -hmm. before we went on the air this is what i'm most excited about but colleen indiana jones five showed its first trailer on Saturday. 
Harrison Ford was present. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, the co-writer and co-star of this movie, was also present. But rude on Disney, they'd not to put the darn thing online. They didn't oh, put the thing online. That's a bummer. All we saw was some footage of a fan, a little contraband footage of Harrison Ford and Phoebe Waller-Bridge introducing the project. Fun. But, n- but nothing. Nothing for us. Nothing that's annoying. I don't like that. That to me tells me that they're either not proud of it or it's just not ready for public consumption yet. I don't know. Listen, I have to be honest. I love old original, like the 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 original Indiana Jones. I fell off after the third one. So I but I respect it. I respect that Harrison Ford is still involved with it. I respect that they are still doing this. I respect it. So, yes. So, you are also in on this. I'm in on it. I know Indiana Jones 4 nuked the fridge. People didn't like it. I feel like that movie was a little long in the tooth, but it didn't deserve all the hate that it got when it was released in 2008. But Indiana Jones 5 has an opportunity to redeem the franchise when it comes out in June of next summer. I'm excited for I love Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I love Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Creator of Fleabag. Yes. A noted writer in her own right. Genius. She created Fleabag. She co-wrote No Time to Die, mm-hmm. the James Bond thriller. So clearly, yeah. she is a adept at writing for action movies. I just want to I want to see Indiana Jones and the Hippies cuz by all means that's what's going to be happening. <laughs> I just I I I wait to be delighted by that storyline and where they're going to take this character. Yeah. Like how does that character resonate with the timeline of what he actually has to play out because Harrison Ford mm-hmm. is 80 years old. Yeah, he is. And also He's, you just, you know, we we talked about this a little bit off the air and prior in the show about movies that you that like we have started showing our kids and I just realized we've never shown an Indiana Jones. It is time. It is the time. time has arrived. The time has arrived, Colleen. And you can read more about the D23 Expo online, but there's lots to look forward to next year if you're a Disney fan. I love it. Thank you, Holly, for that report of the report. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid. Idiots. After this. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here keeping you company. Yeah. And uh, we are going to keep you warm with some stories of some crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. Oh, those crazy, stupid idiots. They're to your right, they're to your left. And hopefully when you're looking in the mirror, you are not looking in the eyes of one. That would mean it's you. Oftentimes we find them in the state of Florida. Florida. And sometimes other places like Delaware. Hi, I'm in Delaware. So last Thursday, um... Some people were walking around near uh, the beach. Well, that's nice. The beach is a lovely place. Yeah. Navy Beach, to be exact, at Cape Henlopen. Navy Beach. Navy, Navy Beach, beach. Navy Beach. Thank you. Uh, so, any whoosie-whatsie, they're, they're uh, walking around near the uh, beach, Navy Beach at Cape Henlopen, and uh, 
suddenly they see something that you don't normally see on a beach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Things that you don't normally mm-hmm. see on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, did they see a dog wearing sunglasses? Mm-mm. No, I think you that's something you might see from time to time. Some, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. UV protection. Right. Um, they saw on the beach a... One of those bobcat bulldozer things digging a hole. Well, you're close. It was a vehicle. All right. But it was manned by a a person uh, who was just driving home and instead drove into the ocean. Oh, no. Driving their like SUV. Pretty good looking SUV. I'm trying to say I can't tell. And I'm not good at identifying uh, well, do you cars? think that they were a mermaid in human form and they had to get back no. to the ocean in time no. because I, of a curse? I appreciate your creativity. What actually was the case is that they were drunk. Oh. Yeah, it mm. was uh, a drive, 48-year-old Donald Quill Jr. Oh. He just oh. powered his... Honey. I know, his SUV right into the ocean. He was arrested for DUI. He also was hit with some additional traffic violations because, you know, the beach and the not ocean. the road. Oh, did the car go out to sea? Do we have any follow up on the vehicle it's, status? It's interesting that you should uh, bring that up because when I looked at the actual pictures of the car in the ocean, I thought to myself, I hope that's not low tide because come high tide, it's over. Um, but I would imagine it would they'd be able to get it out at some point. But it I don't know. It's really in the water. I don't it's know, really the ocean man. That that is a powerful, powerful entity. I just don't know how you miss that. Well, that's what I'm saying, uh, yeah. Colleen. I think that this person was cursed or not cursed, <laughs> like, but they were like back to their mermaid family. To, yes, they were trying to get back to their mermaid family, and they're like, "Oh, geez, this is going to run out in 20 seconds. If I don't get back to this water, I'm not going to make it." Oh gosh, it was an emergency. It was. And it created an emergency. So thank yeah. goodness for those bystanders, bystanders who, by the way, uh, entered the water and helped the driver from the vehicle, got him to safety. Um, I was going to say that yeah. that is a very distressing series of photographs. I know. I know. <laughs> okay, where are we going next? Uh, we are going to the United States border between Mexico mm-hmm. and Texas. Okay. Uh, now... If you have driven in that part of the world, you will know that sometimes your vehicle is um, subject to search. Subject to search because people bring things in vehicles that may mm, the United States does not look at fondly. Yeah. Now, uh, this is what happened recently when U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers said they discovered a woman trying to cross the Texas border with something that was hidden in her car, something that was not allowed into the United mm. States. Something that was a little contraband. Colleen, I need you to guess what this person had hidden in her car. Okay, so I would say that drugs are too obvious, so it's not drugs. It is not drugs. So naturally, I'm going to go with sex toys. Uh, No, it was (laughs) nary a blow-up doll or a schmildo in sight. Thank you. At least that the U.S. Customs and Border Protection cared about. Okay, so not... Drugs, not sex toys. No. I'm guessing then it probably is like some fruit, some sort of forbidden fruit. Close, 
close. Okay. Think a little bit more. Mm, now, if you were going to ask Monterey Jack from Chippendale's Rescue Rangers on whether or not this product was contraband, he would agree. Cheese? Yeah, cheese. Cheese. You can't bring cheese in? You can't bring cheese. 100 pounds of undeclared cheese. She had 100 in, pounds of cheese in her car? Hidden in her car. It wasn't probably... I feel like you smell that coming. Probably. <laughs> probably. Something's sharp in here. Yeah, ooh, something's a little... <laughs> smells like feet. <laughs> Gross. I'm just saying 100 pounds of cheese is going to stink. Well, no, I know. I know. It's going to smell. And, uh, you know, foot shavings. Anyway, so Ish. the officer said a woman... You want more, ma'am? No, I'm thanks. shave this right off. No, thank you. Just say when. To my hospitality for sure when. <laughs> um, now, the officer said that the woman, who's from the United States, she's from Albuquerque, New Mexico, declared 10 wheels of cheese oh. as she tried to cross the Mexican border. But then the officer located the product in the trunk area of the vehicle. Because he sniffed around. And then they continued the exam and an additional 50 wheels of cheese were discovered hidden under blankets oh, in the back row of the vehicle. Now, I thought, I it, thought you were going to tell me she'd gotten rid of her actual tires and was driving on wheels of cheese. Uh, yeah. Now, that probably would have been more smart because it's like, oh, sure, uh, I'm just going to put these under a blanket. Yeah. No one's going to notice. Will know. Nobody will know. No one's going to. Again, Colleen, you were absolutely spot on. That's going to smell. That's just going to smell. It's just going to smell. Yeah, that's going to smell. Now, uh, this woman was given a $1,000 civil penalty released from custody, and the contraband cheese was seized and destroyed. No! You yeah. don't destroy cheese? That mm-hmm. is criminal. Mm-hmm. I have so many questions that have no answers. Mm. Like, who? what was she trying to do with all that cheese? Well, it was a commercial quantity of dairy. Which she was bringing it uh because she was probably who knows there was a restaurant or somebody you know I mean maybe somebody has like she might be a cheese dealer yeah she might be look sometimes when you get into that block of cheddar you yeah I mean it is I mean yeah yeah it's a gateway cheese Uh huh now what how many what uh okay so second question what variety of cheese was it was it all one kind it was all one kind and it was just a wheel of cheese maybe some kind of case of fresco but here's the deal just fyi when you're not fresco anymore yeah when you're traveling with cheese Mm -hmm. travelers can import cheese commensurate with personal consumption levels but clearly Uh uh-huh she could listen i would take that as a dare i'd be like watch yeah watch yeah exactly i would go to town on that it's just like homer simpson sitting at the table 64 slices of american cheese 64 63 now uh the press release said a few wheels would generally be fine but not 60 it was undeclared and that amount would be a commercial quantity and additional reporting required requirements would apply now check your local oh. listings on the appropriate cheese that mm-hmm. you can bring into the united states i don't have the details but i bet the customs office does all i'm saying is i bet the beagles at the airport would sniff you out with your cheese yeah they would and i would just say you know if somebody has too much cheese is that a thing just cut the cheese and <laughs> let them bring it with them is that even a thing? no i don't understand the words too much cheese yeah Again, I would see that as a dare. If they were like, it has to be enough, like commensurate with personal consumption. I'd be like, you don't know me. You don't know. You don't know my cheese needs. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Oh, okay. So now uh, let us go to, where are we? 
we are going to, are we going, okay, this is where we bring Mike into the conversation. Yes. The Patriots yeah. played the Dolphins. Correct. Where did they play them? Miami, I believe. Thank you. I think you. that was a home game for the Dolphins. Thank you. Yeah. See, I knew he'd know. <laughs> All right, so we're going to Miami. We're going to Miami, right. which is in Florida. Thank you. And that's where we are going to, this is sort of a cautionary tale. Um, if you're a tailgater, which I actually think that that would be my favorite part of football, the tailgating piece, the food piece, the cheese piece. How did piece? you know? Thank you. <laughs> uh, the, yeah. It, will there be cheese made available? I'm there. Thank you. No, it, it, I, the tailgating seems like the most fun part for me. If you are a person who tailgates and you have a grill Allow this to be a cautionary tale. Did you hear what happened? One of a tailgater left their grill on and unattended. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. And that sucker set some fire to a lot of cars. <gasps> Many cars. No. Yes. Someone left a grill on by a vehicle. And the result of that is, and there's a tweet you can watch. I mean, I mean, there's lots of footage of this, but uh, oh, no. many cars were burned in the making of those burgers. Look, you got tailgate many. responsibly. I know right? there's some imbibing going on when you're out there getting ready for the big game. Oh, But then, okay, so think about just, I just want to put everybody in this situation. Oh. You head into the game. You're super amped. You had a great time tailgating all as well. Yeah, you're super like, fun. Go Dan Marino. Right. Wait, yes. What? Yeah. What? Right. He doesn't play for the <laughs> Dolphins anymore. Okay. <laughs> okay. You do that. You go watch the game. You come back. You're going to get in your car because you want to go home because oh, you're, you're ready tired. to go home. You're tired. You know how it is when you're like, I'm just done. And you are, and you know, not only. Are you going to get you? You still have to contend with the traffic getting out, right? Oh, that's the worst. So you've like gotten that yeah, much in you, where you're like, "I'm gonna, I'm, I've got to be patient." And then you walk yeah. up to your car, oh. and you're like, "Is this my car?" And no, it's charred. Woof! Your entire car Ugh. because of an errant grill and a unthoughtful tailgater. Uh, did Miami win yesterday, Mike? They did. They were able to get the victory. <gasps> All right. Yeah, well, these people lost. Okay. That is the silver. I'm sure that's what they thought as they walked (laughs) up to the, well, at least Miami won. My car is charred, but I had cheese and Miami won. That's great. (laughs) When we return from the Colleen and Bradley show on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to play a little game. That game is called the throwback after this on my talk one Oh seven one.